0: Life is full of ups and downs. That's why you should always mix ups and downers. Jordan, what's going on, man? Big dog ball talk. Matt Eichhorn, Jordan Flegel. Oh, surprise, Matt!
1: Surprise. Here we go. What is?
0: What is? Uh, is that check?
1: Uh, fuck. I want to say yes. Um, That's a great beer. Uh,
0: my father, Paul, would be proud of you. It's one of his uh, his, his favorite selections when he goes to the beer. Oh, you're using your teeth to open it. That's a little. You're kind of fucked we go. right up, into man. the mic. You're oh, kind of crazy. Oh, yeah, listen to that. Yeah. Wow. Let that shit, let that shit pop, man. You're kind of getting me thirsty. I have a little... I still have, I'm having an afternoon coffee. Oh, Because I said to mix okay. my uppers with my downers, but uh you know i've got i've got a couple of beers in the fridge you know it's maybe by the end of the podcast you'll convince me and i'll uh, I, think I think you should i think you
1: should we're it's a special occasion today we're, we're what is sure. it what, what's the day today uh, saturday wow okay
0: july 2nd hey we all live for the weekend that's what mm-hmm. i'm saying man uh we're, we're we're not here for for no reason uh usually this is also i guess technically our first saturday episode Yeah, and wait, uh, this is
1: this is impromptu we're surprising people with yep. this this has never happened before yep.
0: uh so you guys should always follow us at big dog ball talk i'm gonna give you guys like uh after we're done recording like an hour and a half Head start to yep. know that we're updating this, so oh. uh, you know get get used to that for the for the summer. Just impromptu uh, episodes that we're going to announce uh, literally hours before, so you should be following us. Notifications on, hit yep. that bell. Uh I'm yeah, sure. it's going to be a uh, a wild wild wet summer as per usual Jordan <laughs> and I. Uh but uh you know the, the the NBA free agency, you know we talked about the, a lot of the rumors, everything all the speculation that's been going around so far in the league and uh we finally got some big big moves. Uh there was one the ripple effect really started with that Malcolm Brogdon trade which we're going to get into very briefly here. Uh but first we got to talk about the big trade that went down uh between the Utah Jazz and the Minnesota Timberwolves uh yeah. divisional rivals. And, yeah. uh, you know, they're making a deal here. So that's going to be interesting, you know, seeing Rudy uh, go see, play the Jazz four times a year. Yep. Uh, I guarantee <laughs> Donovan Mitchell dunks on him at least once. I guarantee <laughs> it. putting that out there. But uh, for those uh, who don't know the full uh, trade details, which are insane, and we're going to get into our full reactions and speculation on this in just two seconds. But but first, uh, to clarify, the, the Minnesota Timberwolves received Rudy Gobert in exchange for Malik Beasley, Patrick Beverly, Leandro Balmero, Walker Kessler, who was their number one, uh, their first overall pick uh, in this year's draft. uh, First round pick, pardon me. Jared Vanderbilt, 2023 first round pick, 2025 uh, first round, 2026 pick swap, and then two more firsts in 2027 and 2029. The 2029 (laughs) first round pick is protected. So five first round picks. Five first round picks, six if you include uh Walker Kessler, because again, he's a rookie, he's essentially you just got their first rounder. Yep. Uh and then four players. Uh one of them's just I mean, Bomero barely, like, he's he's not he, we're not gonna worry about him. No. But like Pat Beverly. <laughs> Is going to be like probably a serviceable uh, backup for for Mike Conley. Malik Beasley gives you some much needed shooting on that Jazz team. Uh, can kind of play the two or the three, and then you got Jared Vanderbilt, who's uh, you know kind of shown himself as a, a great up and coming young four. Uh, yep. You know, does, spaces the floor decently, but that guy's got uh, you know he's he's a great defender, great rebounder, uh, great athlete as well. And uh, you know, after moving Royce White, he slides in as your new starting power forward. Uh, Royce O'Neill. We'll get some. What did I say, Royce White? Royce White, yeah r.i.p. r.i.p. uh <laughs> but yeah it's uh it, it's quite the fucking haul for Rudy yep. Gobert who literally gets played off the court in the playoffs yeah which is my that was my biggest takeaway is sure i knew that you know Rudy Gobert was going to take a lot and you know the talent that the jazz got back wasn't exactly you know in comparison like they're not uh, none of these guys are really anything great but five first round picks i yeah. mean that is insane that's insane to me. That uh, and yep. this is going to be the craziest. Like, like this seems like to me like it's going to be like a Brooklyn Nets, Boston Celtics, Kevin Garnett, mm-hmm, uh, Paul mm-hmm. Pierce type of deal. Like this, I think is going to come back and screw the Timberwolves for yeah. the next five years.
1: Yeah, and bat. Before I get into it, <laughs> have you seen the bender that Brian Windhorst has been on these past couple of days? Oh
0: my god, that <laughs> I he's the goat man for real. <laughs> like the, that that whole I remember so on, before the trade went What's down. What's going watching on in Windhorst? Utah? doing his whole like madman the conspiracy theorist uh bit i was like this guy is like is, he's not even saying anything but then it was <laughs> like you know you you read now when then after it goes down i re that clip yeah and i was like oh my god like he knew he knew it all. He knew it I all tweeted all. He just out didn't Matt. Tell someone,
1: us. someone put like the Dark Knight uh, theme music, Christopher, Christopher Nolan theme, like, the, oh, like I've seen that. Yeah, behind him saying it, and it's incredible. Uh, it's on the Big Dog Ball Talk Twitter. Uh, but uh, yeah, wow that that what what a what a twenty four hours for for the goat. I, I think you can say now he he is the goat. Uh, Brian Winhorst. Uh, he he saw this whole thing coming. Man, I, I mean, the Gobert chatter, I mean, I said in our last pod when we signed off, you said you asked me who I thought would be traded. And I was like, mm-hmm. Gobert is going to be moved for sure. Minnesota was not really on my radar because the, the another level to this that's hilarious. You remember when <laughs> uh, Anthony Edwards said Gobert doesn't strike fear in his heart uh, this last yeah, season yeah. and the, all of the Timberwolves went on their little... Uh, tirade against Gobert, how he's not really doesn't deserve to be the defensive player of the year and all that yeah. all that crap. Uh, and then but, you know, but the
0: thing is with Rudy too, it's like no matter that's always what I was kind of thinking. Every NBA team I think is shit talked Rudy Gobert. I don't think there's a single yeah, team he could have went to that people like him. Nobody he's the least liked guy in the league. I know, I know. Which it, it's just hilarious that he now has to play with Ant
1: and Cat and, and all those boys. Luckily he doesn't have to play with Pat Bev because <laughs> I don't think those two would have yeah. got along. But um like I don't know. Uh, to me, I, I agree. It's just kind of it's kind of ridiculous. Like I'm not saying it won't work decently well, but it's not worth the risk for me to give up no. this much for Rudy Gobert, a guy who you're basically just you know at this point in his career. Like Rudy Gobert's not young; he's 30 years old. Like w- yeah. what 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 the hell are you doing? Like I, I do think he makes you better, and I don't think it's the worst fit in the world. Him and Cat in a, in in the front court, like they complement each other skill wise. I guess. But like, but I, I don't know. I don't think you can play both of them in a deep playoff run. You're gonna have to no. just pick one, and it's gonna be Cat. And so if if it, you know most of the time, because Gobert gets played off the floor, he's not really useful the deeper you go, mm-hmm. especially against a, a team that plays small ball. So
0: as we've seen, yeah,
1: yeah, like yeah, a bunch of times. So like you're you're giving up all that, you know, you're you're paying this guy not you know just the money alone, plus all this draft capital you've given up. Why not mm-hmm. just get a, a cheap center who can do, like, Rudy Gobert at the end of the day, honestly, on this Timberwolves team, he's going to play during the regular season. But in the games yeah, that matter, yeah. I don't think he's going to be on the floor that much. So why, why would you give all this up and pay that much for a guy you're not even really going to play that much? Like, I really don't see it happening. And he doesn't really fit the timeline well of these other guys. I thought it was a, a no. really dumb move. Like like. I, I, I thought about especially
0: like, for what you're giving up. Like, my God,
1: I know. And I, I thought about like the when you if you're going to mortgage your future like this and give up all of your draft picks, uh, you know, so freaking 2030, like uh, un- unbelievable, like how far in the mm-hmm. future this is going to go. Um, like, you do that for, for Kawhi and Paul George, or like how, you know, even when the Nets took a chance to, to trade for Harden and, you know, Houston got a bunch of their draft picks going forward, like, you do it for like really, really high-powered offensive guys. Rudy Gobert, is he's just strictly like a defensive player. Like, I, he's, he's great. He's One not going to change the, de- the game. He's not no. going And the other thing I thought, I was like, all the things that need to happen for Minnesota to even be a contender, which is like, uh, you know, Ant, like, continuing to develop, get better as a shooter and, you know, all facets of the game and become like an elite two-way player. And for Cat mm-hmm. to kind of figure it out a little bit more, like get – Get his composure under control, actually be able to stay on the floor and not get into foul trouble, all that stuff. If that actually happens, you know that that needs to happen for the Timberwolves to be a contender anyway. And if that, you know, if, if that goes that way, you don't even really need Rudy Gobert. Like I think you can yeah. just get a cheap center. So I don't know, man. I, I I don't think it's a disaster move. Like I think they'll it'll make the Timberwolves better. But like, man, it, it the price is way way too steep. And and this it, you know the second that something goes wrong here that the wolves are screwed uh for for the next you know for the foreseeable future they have no way out (laughs) and that's yeah that's pretty insane uh to to, to make a move like that
0: well for me i just feel like it's like cultural fit wise uh and maybe again maybe i'm just not forgiving them to to uh like i'm 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 harboring some uh harboring pardon me uh some hate in my heart or some resentment perhaps but i am concerned cultural fit wise for gobert in minnesota because you look at you know, Carl Anthony Towns, whose entire life has been totally just dis- t- torn apart and decimated by COVID 19. That's true. I didn't and even now, think of that since you said and that. And now they've, yeah, and now they've added. Patience, Rudy Gobert patient zero. <laughs> patient zero to to the squad. Like, yeah. I feel like there's going to be some awkwardness there and I also feel uh, yeah. like Rudy's kind of a dick enough to not even like kind of be ignorant to the situation and not like, I I don't know. Again, maybe I'm reading way too much into that. Maybe Kat doesn't care. Maybe Rudy, you know, is I think be I think Rudy to that, but
1: I, I think Rudy's going to be eating alone. Uh, he's he's going to be eating yeah. alone, not like in Utah where he's got buddies like Donovan Mitchell to eat with. He's going to be yeah.
0: all yeah. alone yeah. at the lunch and table. Each other. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think and, and then structurally, you know you mentioned it yourself there like we've never seen cat play the floor really like i don't think i can ever think of him kind of having to push and not be the dominant center we've seen him play with other bigs during you know his time in minnesota but they've always been role-playing bigs that are like yeah. you know like a, like a gorgy jang when he was uh yeah. younger you know there like it like he, he's just kind of there to stretch the floor and protect the rim do the things that cat was you know kind of good at but obviously not protecting the rim that much uh getting better now uh but i mean even then his defense is not good So they get Rudy Gobert to kind of slide in there. And it's like, okay, I guess that makes sense. But at the same time, now you have to think about what kind of personnel you face. Because now it's not even like, you could still have a, you could roll out a traditional center against them now and then just run like a small ball four. And now you're just running laps around them because neither one of them if if one of them's not in the paint, they're getting blown by. And if it's cat still in the paint, then chances are that they're gonna get scored on anyways. Yeah. So I don't really think this improves their defense all that much. It's just as long as a team has the has a piece that they can move and make that lineup correction mid game. Uh, like I I don't see this team now vaulting from uh, whatever they finished seventh to like fourth or something. Like I still yeah. see them kind of like as like a five or six seed. Like and and again, they gave up all their assets. They have no oh, bench no. now. They no. have nothing. Like, no, they, no, no. They, like Ant and Cat are going to have to ar- uh, average like 26 a game and Rudy's going to have to play like he's Wilt Chamberlain or Bill Russell or something. Like yeah. it's it's going to have to be some kind of crazy turnaround there because there's no one. And I guess they have D'Lo, like maybe D'Angelo Russell, the forgotten man, like he could be an X factor for them. But again, when you have nobody coming off the bench to help you, it's like, what what do you even expect at this point? Like, yeah. I, I, I think they've kind of played themselves into a corner now and the Jazz are in like, i i, I kind of said like they're rebuilding but it's really more of like the retooling the redesigning everything because they're gonna have all this draft capital now they've got a buttload of uh cap space now that they can clear in the next year yeah and they don't really care how next season goes they're gonna get let donovan mitchell to you know be himself become a superstar in the league which he has all the potential to do uh and yeah it's gonna i think it's gonna be amazing for them people are gonna want to go to utah now because nobody wanted to play with rudy yeah yeah uh, <laughs> and that that's the reality of it but people love donovan mitchell so now you know donovan mitchell he can see clearly now he's opening up the blinds he's letting the sun come <laughs> on his his, his pale skin he's sweeping
1: he, he's sweeping the the cigarette butts off of his bedroom floor he's he's <laughs> over it he's he's out of the phase man he's not emo he's
0: anymore. Tr- yeah he's turning off the my chemical romance he's putting on some nsync uh we got we're all
1: about he's boy
0: oh yeah yeah boy band donovan mitchell we're all about happy donovan mitchell you know happy days donovan mitchell emo donovan mitchell's gone uh soon we'll have like emo cat or something uh emo and the emo 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 animal friends I don't yeah, know. yeah yeah yeah. Uh, oh man another problem with that trade they, they didn't get a guy with a, uh, any kind of uh was supposed a, to be darren a, fox a, an animal yeah it was supposed to be darren fox this is bullshit uh but we can figure that out another time but yeah but i, I know, mean jordan how do you how do you feel about the jazz now how, their situation moving forward because uh yeah. again they, they 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 should be in a position to win even just next season
1: yeah yeah i mean i i don't know like Obviously, this is a, a great haul to get for, for Rudy Gobert, a guy who everyone knew, you know, in the whole league that the Jazz would probably more than likely want to get off of this guy anyway. So, yeah. you know, yeah. they, they didn't have much leverage. So to get a deal like this is, you know, awesome for them. So, you know, kudos uh, to that. Um, and, and they'll obviously be improved with this kind of depth that they've got, you know, whether they keep... Pat Bev, like Malik Beasley's probably, well, between Beasley and Vanderbilt, you have two really good, you know, young-ish, you know, Beasley's not that young at this point, but, you know, young young enough guys who you can keep around or flip uh, if you have to, you know, Walker Kessler, you mm-hmm, mentioned, mm-hmm. a guy we, we were kind of high on, um, you know, his kind of def- defensive also- potential in the league. <laughs>
0: Yeah, forever for anyone who doesn't know about him, like he's gonna be good. He's yeah. long, long arms. He's a good jumper, and he's one of the best. He was probably the best rim protector available yes. in the yes. draft. And now they yes. replace Rudy Gobert with a guy who, if they really wanted to, by the end of the season, will probably be the starting center. Yeah, and could yeah. be the starting center years to come.
1: Yeah, exactly. So like a uh, uh, incredible haul, and you know, uh, you you do this ten times out of ten. If you if you're the Jazz, yeah, I am curious to know like if they, like I I guess you know. It, <laughs> I guess they are going to keep Donovan Mitchell. Uh that's that's the word out of Utah that it is going to be a retooling like you said rather than a complete kind of tear down and rebuild. Um but you know if you if you listen to to Windhorse the Goat, uh he 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 pointed out you know Danny Ainge hires Will Hardy uh Celtics assistant uh you know cuz you know Sw- Quinn, Quinn Snyder left uh, like we talked about a couple podcasts ago um you know the, left, left the Jazz head coaching job um and so Will Hardy's in there for a 5 year deal first year head coach uh first time head coach um and you know the the last time Danny Ainge did that was with the Celtics and that's when with the the huge to the Nets uh, you know Garnett Pierce trade happened so yeah, you yeah. know I think if if you are the Jazz, they would maybe. I I think they would maybe consider trading Donovan Mitchell if if they got like an enticing enough offer from like the Heat or something. Although I've heard the Heat, I don't know who on the Heat I would be that enticed with if I was the Jazz. There's no one. There's no young players there that I would be that tempted to to take. So unless another team somehow sneaks in there, money
0: work. Yeah, like you'd probably you'd have to get like Kyle Lowry or uh, Duncan Robinson involved. Like I think Duncan yeah. Robinson's who they'd want to send. But it's like, why would the Jazz be interested in picking up? Because that's still a longer deal. Like they yeah. would want short deals like expiring yeah. contracts like like Lowry's would be the closest to being attractive. But then everybody else has got low payroll or they're not going to move like like Bam out of yeah. and Jimmy are off the table. Yeah. Everyone else yeah. is kind of. Like, like, I think Tyler Hero might be the next closest.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, like, I, I, I don't know. I, I, to be honest, I don't see anything happening there. Even though that's where all the smoke has kind of been. But, um, like in any case, whether if they trade away Donovan Mitchell, uh, somehow, you know, then they're they're already with this with this trade already. Um, and whatever haul they get from him, uh, or for him, like they're they'll they'll be in a good spot in terms of what they'll be able to do asset wise. You know, rebuilding with with picks. Mm-hmm. In the coming years, so you know we'll we'll see. I'm I'm curious to see how far they go with this kind of rebuild or how much, if it's a retooling, what they do with this. Because if they are trying to just retool and still be competitive, I don't think that the Jazz are are done. I think they're still maybe going to flip some young players for somebody else and you know keep keep Mm -hmm. moving stuff around. Um, So I think those are those are the two directions obviously that they'll go. You know, full full on retool around Donovan Mitchell or or get him out of there somehow um, and just, you know, fully tank to the ground. You know, we, we mentioned they already traded away Royce O'Neal um, probably yep. to set up this trade here, but um, like, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see what they do, but I'm, I'm sure that they're not done. Um, and, you know, I, I think, I think obviously Donovan Mitchell is still young enough uh, and, and still, you know, proven that he can be that franchise guy. I'm, I'm, I'm really curious to see what he looks like playing without Rudy Gobert um, and, you know, with, with other kind of, younger more energetic players around him just with a different look um and yeah. and so you know i'm 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 i'm, I'm excited to see how it, how it goes and i think he he's primed now you know he he's 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 primed this coming season to have like uh you know he's kind of already broken out as a star in the league but like maybe even more so like the an even bigger weight uh you know a 7 foot 1 uh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> frenchman's weight off of his shoulders you know, to go out there and and, and take the league by storm. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing how the the Jazz fill out the rest of the roster. But, y- you know, goes without saying, this haul is is incredible. Probably the best you could have hoped for for, for Rudy Gobert.
0: Yeah, yeah, 100%. And, uh, you know, we're going to be following them along closely. But, Jordan, I think I'm going to put my foot down right here, calling it early. The Utah Jazz are going to finish better. Than the Minnesota Timberwolves next year. Wouldn't That's my official be prediction. That's wow. my official prediction. I think that unless Donovan Mitchell gets moved, and then in which case, yeah, yeah, yeah. strike this from the record yeah uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, we'll have to have Alex just, judge judge and jury and executioner, Alex Eskowskis, to keep a database yeah, on that. Uh, it's true. All of our takes. I want I want it on a spreadsheet, Excel formatted and everything. <laughs> uh, I want me and Jordan's takes color coded. I want it to be look, looking nice, Alex.
1: Alex, uh, get on it, sir. But yeah, the 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 other thing just before we move on. Uh, this trade and the uh, the trade that we talked about in last pod between the Hawks and the Spurs for DeJounte Murray. Mm-hmm. I I heard, you know, that both of these guys, Gobert and Murray, two of the best kind of defensive uh, players at their positions that were both available in this offseason. I like them both, each of them in the opposite place that they went better. I like DeJounte Murray in Minnesota uh, way better because he's so much younger and he would, you know, he fits the timeline of Ant and um and cat and uh you know those two guys and those three together obviously d probably wouldn't really have a role on the team anymore uh after that no. if, if that uh, trade would have been the one flipped right exactly yeah so in what yeah whether or not he's in the trade or or they just unload him in a, in you know a, a, another kind of deal um like that trio i think would be awesome i i, th- I think that would be that that would have been like an incredible way to kind of balance out your talent um, and you wouldn't be kind of loaded in the front court in a way that kind of doesn't make sense. Like we mentioned, you know, r- right off the top here yeah, and, yeah. and, in the other, in the other sense, you know, the, the hesitations we both had about the Trey Young, DeJounte Murray backcourt, if you have Young and Gobert, you know, Gobert added to this Hawks team, um, you know, back there protecting the rim. Then if you're the Hawks, you can play all these crazy wings that you have and you can tell all of them, go push up, be aggressive. Rudy Gobert is there waiting behind, you know, at the back line of the defense uh, and can swat anything away. And then depending on who you keep, you you, you know, you maybe have other centers, whether you still have a Kongwu or you have other kind of more versatile guys uh, that, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. when Rudy Gobert does get played off the floor in the the playoffs, you can go back to kind of a more small ball lineup if you have to, like you had the wing. So just, I, I just... At the end of the day, I, I don't think either trade was like horrible for for the teams trading for the star. You know, Minnesota, and Atlanta. I think they're both going to be better, but it's not that neither of them are like perfect moves on paper. And I think if they had just swapped the landing spot for both of those guys, I think that would have made a lot more sense uh, for both of those teams. So we'll we'll see how it goes. But the the fit on paper is certainly not uh, you know ideal in either case. I don't yeah. think.
0: Yeah. Well, it's kind of funny you mentioned that because actually at one point uh it was before the offseason I'd actually seen the you know, rumors that Minnesota was interested in Rudy Gobert but that was one of those ones I saw and I'm like, that makes no fucking sense yeah, that won't yeah. happen yeah. Uh, but I would also heard that if the Timberwolves had swung out and this was again way, but I, I saw that I saw this before uh you know the this trade ever happened uh that, if they struck out on Rudy Gobert, then the Timberwolves were going to go out and try to get Clint Capella from the Hawks. Yeah, right. So maybe, yeah. maybe in, a, in a crazy world, there would have been some kind of a three-team trade yeah, instead yeah, uh, yeah. that could have, you know, really jumbled things up like that. Uh, but that was, uh, you know, something I had written down just in my notes to like something to watch for was Capella to Minnesota because that one made a lot more sense. Yeah, because it's uh,
1: cheaper. And, it's just it's just you don't have to give up as much. And he does the same thing. Well,
0: and then he could even back up Cat if you really yeah, exactly. wanted to, like, yeah. and, and actually, you know what Capella can handle himself a lot better than Gobert can in a against small ball teams. So maybe yep. that power, like power forward uh, center dynamic, might have worked a little bit better. But yes, uh, who knows? We'll never know now. No, uh, not. But. Uh, you know, to move on to the uh, the other big trade that happened that uh, you know it's kind of gotten overshadowed now but could make you know huge, huge changes uh, in the NBA, uh, especially uh, you know coming off of being in the NBA Finals last year. Uh, the Boston Celtics acquiring Malcolm Brogdon from the Indiana Pacers uh, in exchange for Daniel Tice, Aaron Naismith, uh, Sas Castillo uh Malik Fitz, <laughs> Juan Morgan and a 2023 first round pick. So 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 gutty of the Pacers who do this. Uh like they pretty much gave him up for nothing. Yep. Like we keep talking about guys' trade value. Uh I don't really think guys have trade value when the team actually cares about being good soon the 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 pacers are very clearly don't want to be good at all they yeah. want to suck yeah they want to play just young and experienced guys let them get their stats up let them get comfortable with the nba and then they're just wobbling for Wemba uh yama like we talked <laughs> about with the spurs same exact situation they got uh, a, a late first round pick to kind of make this look fair they got the guys to make the contracts work like like you're essentially getting uh a, a bench player and five guys that literally aren't like they don't play like yep. they you yep. could wave them tomorrow and no one would remember they were in the nba really yep. uh and that and then daniel tice who's not young and he's not an up like there's no no upside to him really at this point we see what he can do yeah and then in return you're giving up a guy who uh you know former rookie of the year people forget malcolm mm-hmm. brogdon uh he's now gonna he fits the exact like you know timeline of the celtics he's yep. the right age he's the right exact skill set play type that exactly. they could have possibly ever dreamed for and now they've got got them and they're for pretty much set. Like, yeah. yeah, they literally gave up nothing to get them. So the like if you're a Boston Celtics fan, you've got to be looking your chops right now. Like we if we stay focused, we can go back to the finals next season because this this team is gonna look gross. You know, a uh, Brogdon, uh it would be Brogdon, Smart, Brown, Tatum, and then I uh, probably a time lord, uh starting oh, five. Like and, and Brogdon's oh, not a horrible defender either. He's so an like awesome losing.
1: defender, he's yeah. fucking sweet. When he's healthy, yeah, like yeah. I, I think that was that. That, was, that
0: is probably the only question mark yeah, is, his, yeah. is his health. Yeah,
1: I think that was the big one of the big reasons too why he he got this fucking basically a bag of chips uh, on the open market you know, for him. <laughs> like he he's just he hasn't been able to stay on the floor. He's already twenty nine years old, so like that's you you kind of get what you get when you when you sure. uh, you know p- pick up a guy like that. But like people forget, like in in twenty nine high stakes uh, Eastern Conference Finals, the Bucks played the Raptors. He was the second best player on that team cuz Middleton kind of disappeared a little bit. Bledsoe was having a dreadful series. You know, the Bucks were the, the 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 Bucks were okay, you know, sort of as a team around Giannis, but Brogdon was the guy who really stuck out. And like mm-hmm. even in that that first uh playoff series when the Raptors played the Bucks, uh, when Brogdon was young, I think he might have even been a rookie that year, but like Brogdon put the clamps on Kyle Lowry a little bit and outplayed him in some of that series, like mm-hmm. as as like as a young player and and kind of coming into his prime before he he went over to Indiana, uh, who, who gave him the, his current contract now, like he, he earned that shit. He was really good. He's an um, awesome two way player, doesn't turn the ball over, like can play either guard spot. Um, can shoot the ball really well. In 2019, mm-hmm. he actually had a 50-40-90 season uh, yeah. on on like 16 points per game, like super efficient. All three levels. Uh, as as his three point percentage or three point attempts have gone up in Indiana, his, his percentages have kind of gone down. But still a solid shooter. And mm-hmm. man, it, like I I literally I'm so fucking in love with this move for the Celtics. It was a no brainer, and it's literally the perfect guy. Like
0: yeah,
1: uh, all things considered, throughout the whole league. Again, as long as he's at you know when he is healthy, he's literally perfect because. You can play him with smart because if you want smart to bring up the ball more, Brogdon has played shooting guard in his career. He's played off the ball. If you want Brogdon to be, you know, the the guy, more of the steady hand, traditional point guard type guy who can get guys involved a little bit and have smart be the off ball shooter. That's fine too. And -hmm. you can play Brogdon without smart. Like you can play him as the only point guard. Like um, the, the fact that uh, now the Celtics who had this kind of point guard issue and guard issue in general have, you know, Derek White, uh, Malcolm Brogdon and Marcus Smart to choose from and kind of filter through. It's 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 perfect. They addressed exactly what they needed. Uh, yeah. He fits into their like you said. He fits into their team so well. I literally have not not any bad thing to say about it because even if he doesn't work out, you gave up literally nothing to get him. So like you know, yeah, if he exactly. ultimately if he if he can't play that much or is, is doesn't really you know make that much of an impact, there's 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 no downside and the upside is having another incredible. Uh, you know, you know, uh, guard, uh, steady-handed point guard, that traditional point guard we said Boston needed, you know, in the playoffs. And they went and picked up Gallinari as well, it sounds like. yeah, Uh, A guy who can, you know, uh, a shooter... Stretch of um, you floor. know he's still got a little bit of juice left in him he uh, clearly doesn't fit in with their defensive identity but that's not really <laughs> no. going to be
0: his he role tries. He, can um, his best. He, does he can try he his does best, try he best, but holy he looks he looks out of place out there sometimes
1: yeah, yeah. He's, he's like a gangly kind of alien but yeah <laughs> for uh, if anyone deserves an a plus so far in the uh the offseason it's the celtics man i yeah. fucking love this move it's perfect
0: yeah i the way i look at it, his fit it's like especially in the nba finals because he was getting so many minutes down the stretch uh i guess see the, this the entirety of the second half season when they they got him like he's pretty much just like a way better version of Derek white uh yeah. that yeah. can you know also play defense like uh, as you said like he can fit any situation he's not a selfish player like i even when he again no. you said when he was younger on the on the bucks like i always saw him as like a guy who i think could be like a huge part of a championship team like he's a yeah. winning player he's disciplined uh you know he you can tell he's not out there to get his own but he even though he can you know he's there to, to win games be a professional help the guys around him like he's a a perfect second and third option guy like maybe won't yeah. even ever be an all-star his career or anything but like definitely yeah. a player that like real real like like hoops uh, hoops fans know that like he's 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 a real one uh and like he's going to be even again like uh a a huge part uh in the next three years on a on a championship contending team so uh you know i'm sure after this year a lot more people will be familiar with him and his game uh yeah. than, the, than maybe that the, they are right now um but yeah it, it really is just going to come down to the health at the end of the day like i have no as you said like uh there's no downsides to this for the celtics yeah. so at yeah. the end of the day it's just about you know if they have to rest Brogdon maybe a little bit more like uh then they, yeah. they probably literally can, don't they play them all
1: regular season just yeah, save sure. them for Why the not? yeah
0: but I, I will also say this I think some of the injuries I will say in quotations that he's had in uh, Indiana I don't know how legit and how actual yeah, severe true. they were like he true. might have rolled his ankle once and they're like ah oh, fuck it let's shut him down uh, like there's no <laughs> yeah. like that they 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 knew that they were not going to be winning especially after they're you know they knew that they were going to be trading away Sabonis and Miles Turner and you know TJ Warren who who knows what the hell that if that guy's ever uh, coming yeah, back who knows? Uh, so it's uh, the, 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 Pacers are totally fine to just be horrible and go, uh, to the bottom of the barrel and, you know, just shamelessly go for their top pick the, this coming year. Uh, and which yeah. again, they're going to have a good chance. they still have some nice young pieces, you know, Tyrese Halliburton still lurking around there. Uh, yeah. and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how their, their team continues to develop. But, uh, at the, at the end of the day, you know, the, this one I think is uh, a lot less controversial. It's pretty clean and cut. Uh, you yeah. know. Big, big win for the Celtics and, you know, the the Pacers kind of are are doing what they want and, you know, respects to their front office as well, because I'm sure uh, you know, Brogdon's probably happy to be playing for uh, a team like Boston instead of, you yeah. know, uh, being sent to, uh, I don't know, Sacramento or something, uh, yeah. shitty. <laughs> uh, get, get, get roasted one more time. Sacramento fans. Uh, yeah, again, if, you... if, if you really exist, I don't think they do. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it, a, a great move. Uh, and we'll, you know, we're, we're going to hopefully see maybe even, a, another big move with Kevin Durant. Uh, the, the Raptors are lurking. They said it. Said it. The Raptors are lurking in there, man. Uh but yeah, it's going to be a crazy, uh, you know, next couple days as uh, we continue through day three of NBA free agency. Uh, Wait, Matt, Matt, you
1: Matt, you said you said the magic word. I, I have a surprise segment that I haven't even told you oh, about. Nice. Can I throw some KD trades at you? Let's do it.
0: And you tell me what you think. Jordan's back okay. on the trade machine. Have you, have you moved on to fans? I was on the trade have machine. Have you moved to fans? Yes, boat? I have. Nice. That's good. Yes, I, you I have. Actually, you I have.
1: All right. here Here's my thinking, Matt. Okay. So the heat, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard, you know, obviously, KD, it sounds like KD wouldn't would would wouldn't mind going to the Heat, one of his top kind of destinations if, if he had his choice. Uh, so, you know, good, good for him. But uh, it sounded like, too, uh, that he he was interested in playing on a team that kept kind of their veteran core. Like, obviously, he wants to play with Jimmy, with Bam, and with Kyle Lowry. I know a lot of trades kind of had Kyle Lowry involved. Mm-hmm. But what do you think of this trade? It doesn't involve, involve Lowry, but it would be Dedman, Oladipo, robinson gabe vincent tyler hero uh jovic and then obviously all the picks
0: i i don't know if the nets would do it just because like technically the best player you're getting out that's tyler hero and uh i don't know if you watched uh the press conference for Nikola jovic getting uh introduced uh pat riley says no that I didn't. pat riley says that his jersey is going to be retired before it's all said and done in miami
1: Okay. So, All right. Uh, wow.
0: I, I don't know if they they're gonna want to move from him. Obviously, they they really like the kid. Uh, but oh, well, it's Kevin Durant. <laughs> that be that being said, well, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. If they might they might like Kevin Durant a little bit more than him. Uh, yeah. that being said, I mean, again, if if the Nets for some reason would like I, I and this is kind of you know something that we you know, we should have talked about too. Uh, you know, we're talking about Rudy Gobert. If Gobert is going for four picks and a pick swap, first round picks like Durant, you better give give him ten. Durant's a minimum of five. You would think. Oh yeah, like yeah, I yeah, think yeah, the Nets yeah. probably were expecting three, but after that precedent's been set, I don't think anybody's like. I obviously again, I I even said it myself, you know, like the, the picks were kind of to make up for the lack of talent coming in. So I, I and from that scenario, like maybe you could do, you could get away with four first round picks, uh, but even then, yeah. it's it's a risk. Like, it's like this year, you gotta you gotta go all the way, uh, and if not, yeah, then yeah. it's uh, it, it's just tough, you know. It's and again, who knows how healthy? Like and then you're again kind of doing. Uh, the situation where you've got too many older guys, then who knows how much they're actually yeah. going to play together during the regular season could fuck things up there. Then you lose all your bench depth. So it's I I don't think the Nets would pull the trigger for that one, but it's a good I I, I could see there being some interest just getting all those young guys and trying to build around Ben Simmons.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What about KD for Maxi, Thaible, and Tobias Harris? And then I'm not even going to say the picks. I'm just going to assume you you're yeah. going to have to give the Nets every single one of your picks from now until 2050. Um, but but what about those three? I
0: think that one's if you're feeling, I think that that's way more attractive for uh yeah, me for too. Brooklyn because then you're getting like the proven like you're getting Tobias Harris, uh who, you know, already has his chemistry with Ben Simmons, if you uh you know you want to include that. True. Uh and then Tyrese Maxi, good ball, like we've seen he balled out against Toronto this year. Uh, in the, in the playoffs, like he's gonna be uh, a a one to watch, and then uh, this next coming season, you know, could have even been a most improved player uh award winner yeah, yeah, this yeah. past season. So, uh, I mean, you get both of them already, and then you get thiebel as just a defensive guy. Uh, I know his value is pretty low right now. Uh, yeah, we'll so,
1: give him up. Uh, yeah. but,
0: but you know, I think that the Nets would you know take a stab at him. We again, but and we, and now that I'm thinking about it too, thinking about the comments, I don't know if you saw the comment from I believe his name is Joe uh, Joe Ty from uh oh joe side yeah the yep. owner of the uh the nets yep. pretty much yep. said that he he doesn't care uh he wants that he, he would rather have like a f- hard working team than like a star yeah. studded yep. team that wins it all because they're they're being bitches let's go
1: joe sai the working man he's
0: definitely just saying the that middle class man he's also just saying that to take a freaking jab at katie and Kyrie because he's yeah. sick of dealing yeah. with yeah, divas know. probably for the last yeah. two years but Uh, Uh, You know, if if he really is standing by that, then obviously, you know, maybe he would just take the three or four guys that are like kind of proven, but, you know, could could need some space to develop. I think that's kind of what he would look for. So who knows? Uh, But yeah, I, I like that package a little bit more than the Miami one. And then the only problem again, though, is like, okay, well, now James Harden and Kevin Durant are paired up with toxic Joel Embiid. Like, is this really better? I know. I know.
1: But, you know, I, I don't know, they, the, the Nets were at their best this past season when Kyrie was completely out of the picture, when he just wasn't true, playing, yeah, and, that is and true. KD and, yeah. and Harden could play together, so so who knows? That one's probably pretty unlikely, but okay, what about this Raptors one? This Raptors one, I'm, I'm throwing a very different one out than people other people have uh, kind of floated out there on Twitter and things, because in my opinion, I don't think, if you're going to trade for KD, I really don't see how... K D and Pascal can play together that effectively. I, I, I don't see how you can really have them both on the floor because I, I don't see Either of them really playing that much small ball five and I don't really like either of them as a three Like I, I think they're both pretty firmly uh, a, a four uh, in today's game like obviously it wouldn't be the worst fit in the world, but what if it was K D and Seth Curry for Pascal and either Gary Tent Jr or OG like one of those two cuz they've got similar contracts about 17 million each um and you know that the, the money would work uh you know either way it would just be whoever Brooklyn wanted more between uh gary trent and, and og and then you get pascal as well yeah i i think what do you think, I think
0: that's even better because again pascal like he's an all nba guy already like he's the best player and he's still
1: only 28 like yeah. you're still getting younger compared to kd like that's five year difference yeah
0: and, and and then you get og or gary trent who are locked up long term uh both have shown that they yeah. can be like really good players uh in the league so i mean and, then, and and as then, a
1: Raptors fan, I'd be down with that, honestly. As much as I love... I, I don't want to give up anyone on the Raptors, really, but it's Kevin Durant, for God's sakes. I would be okay with that. Well, trip. that's
0: the thing. You You kind of have, like... I I with the Raptors, I don't know if they have a championship team with Durant, like when you kind of give away some of those pieces, as I've said they're kind of in no man's land a little bit. Like it's very hard to gauge. I don't know. Them. I
1: think they I think they'd be tough to beat if they had Kevin Durant. Well, I, they, and and everyone
0: else. I think that you kind of want Pascal next to him in that situation though cuz then you're essentially saying Freddie's the next guest guy and then Scotty has to take like a huge scoring leap. Like he's got to be like but close to 20 still, points per game. But you would still game.
1: have either you would still have in this scenario either Gary Trent or OG still. You would still have one of them. But
0: even then, like them as a third option, it's like how, how going Seth Curry and Seth Curry. Seth Curry's gonna be like thirty three though. Like he's not, he's not young. He's just gonna be up there to take some shots. Like I, true, true. I, I don't know, I, Matt. I I would really like. I think this I'm team. probably more hesitant because I have my my own feelings for the Raptors as well. It's just like if we're making yeah, yeah. if we're giving up guys like that that are like the future of the organization, you have to really think about it and be like, is it worth you know the three possible years of Kevin Durant because. At this point, it's like, yeah, he has his contract for the next three, four years, whatever it is, but like he's trying to like he's just getting out of it already. So it's not like he's going to like I don't think Masai and them would trade for, for him if they had any thoughts that he would just back out and want out of Toronto if things don't go well in one year. Uh yeah. but I again that being said, like I think that they could Go, have a good shot to contend in the East with KD. It's just, you know, you got to gauge and think, you know, it, are, can you be better than what the team would be with KD in like two years if you keep those assets? Or would it yeah, be yeah, about yeah. the same? If not, then you probably just take that shot. But if you think you have a possibility where you could have a situation built where you would have a better all-around team than the team that you would get with KD, I think that you just hold on to the, the assets right now.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a tough decision, but definitely, I think we both agree. Do not give up Scotty Barnes no, under no. any circumstances. It, 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 do not do pretty it. Pretty much, yeah. Anybody, anyone but else? Scotty. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and I've got two more for you, Matt. I'm going kind of galaxy brain on this one. Kevin Durant is from Washington D.C. I'm going Brian Windhorst. Uh, <laughs> out to the side. He's from Washington D.C. They just locked up Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal, you know, he's 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 on the books now for five years, whatever it is. You could you could trade Porzingis.
0: Rui Hachimura
1: and Denny Avija, two young players you can still mold that, you know, can either become, you know, good to great role players uh, that you can either keep or flip. Um, And then plus, obviously, all the picks that you have in the drawer. What do you think of that one, Matt? Because then you pair you pair uh, Beal with KD, obviously. And that's that's a hell of a good team. And you still have the the guys you just traded for. You know, Monte Morris can be your point guard um, who, you know, I don't know. Where you'd place him in the league in terms of like starting point guard material, maybe you still need to get someone else, you still need to fill out your roster. But Beal and KD is a pretty good duo, uh, in my opinion, offensively at least.
0: Yeah, and then I mean, you have uh, Thomas Bryant, and we'll, we'll uh, see. I think he's a free the, agent, you know, but well, we'll
1: see. Uh, I'm not sure. But no, uh,
0: it, I would think they'd, they'd have bring to bring him back in yeah, yeah, yeah. that case, yeah. yeah. Uh, if not, they can always get Alex Len or something. Uh, True. but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, it, I, I think it's a good haul back in exchange for uh for the nets i mean again as long as you're getting some young players to develop i think and then like you have porzingis so like if they do feel like they want to try and you know get into the playoffs like ben simmons and and porzingis would be a really weird like it would be a very weird fit but like who knows it could work you know with ben they're both long could be good for like you know playing defense and then uh like obviously it doesn't work in transition very well but you know that's that's its own thing like I think it's a not a super sexy offer. I don't think it's that attractive for the Nets, because it's like, if the best piece you're getting is Porzingis, I think at this point in his career, nobody's really looking at him as a Kevin yeah. Durant comparison. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I know. It's true. Yeah, it's, no, it's not perfect. It's not perfect. But, you know, the homecoming for Kevin Durant, I thought that was... I, anytime Kevin Durant's he's been... been he,
0: yeah, he's been linked there. Yeah. Yeah,
1: anytime he's been a free agent. Because there was that one time that the year he was a free agent or, or was going to be... It was, you know, obviously the fact that it was Washington, but Scotty Brooks was coaching there too, uh, you know, his old OKC mm-hmm, coach. Yeah. So I thought eh, maybe something could happen here. Um, obviously never came to uh, to fruition, but I don't know. It's – it's uh, I haven't heard that one floated out there, but I think, you know, it's it's a possibility maybe. Uh, I don't see why, you know, playing with Bradley Beal and going back home wouldn't be something KD would be interested in. Um, and the last one, Matt, this one, uh, another one, No, there's been no smoke, there's been no nothing. But just thinking about – teams that actually have a good young player, like a good, like a, a player that you could foresee being like a star, who they might yeah. be willing to give up. What if Denver was willing to give Michael Porter Jr. to the Nets?
0: And and you would... Yeah, I, I would do that if I'm Denver like, in a
1: heartbeat. Uh, 100%. Kevin Durant and Seth Curry for Aaron Gordon and, and Michael Porter Jr. Gordon mostly to make the money work. I don't see how he would really work uh, as part of you know a Nets team. Like I don't think him playing with Ben Simmons really makes much, much sense, but maybe you could flip Gordon, Gordon. Who knows? But mainly, it would be you know you're you're, you're getting your KD is leaving, but at least you're getting Michael Porter Jr. Who, if he can figure out his injury concerns, has like yeah. star potential. And that's I think that's one of the only kind of fits that I could find in the league where you know a, a team's actually willing to give up um, you know one of their premier young players.
0: Yeah, I, I think that it's like that that one's like the least likely to happen of yeah. the five you outlined just because it is literally just like oh well michael porter jr 610 and he looks like he could be yeah. really good <laughs> it's and it's like well you know the, like uh, unless you're going like uh you're again you throw throwing the four first round picks maybe they just do it for the picks they take the chance on it kevin durant gets to a contender everybody's happy he's not even in your conference anymore so you don't have to yeah. worry about him fucking you over later on in the year and everything uh like uh, it, it makes sense that way but you know, Mike, and this is not, not even related, but like Michael Porter Jr. to me feels like he's just going to be the guy that has potential his whole career. And then by the time he sucks, like it's going to be too late and people, like he's already yeah. gonna have made like 110 million. Like, I, know. Like I don't think, I that think that at, at this point, like, I don't think he's going to do shit in the league uh yeah so personally i would never make this fucking move i wouldn't touch <laughs> michael porter jr until i could see him play like 70 games and like average 20 points like until i see him actually be good for an extended period of time like even his best time was in the i think it was the bubble uh in the playoffs or yeah, whatever it was. Yeah. and then that was kind of when that was when he got the extension people were floating you know around that he could be really good in a couple of years and sure he again has the potential to but yeah. like the bubble Again, we were talking about T.J. Warren. That guy looked like Michael Jordan for fuck's sake. Like we're not we, the bubble. You can't you can't take all that and then just say three years later that it's still potential. Like if we're talking about a guy having potential for three fucking years, yeah. now it's getting ridiculous. Yeah. But uh, to get back on track, you know, Kevin Durant to the the Nuggets would be amazing. Yeah. Uh, do I think that that trade's realistic? No, but I mean, who Something, knows? Something's if, gotta happen. If if the Nets for some reason like it turns out like they love M.P.J. and they think that he's just going to be this. This beast and you know you trade a, a huge small forward for another huge small forward yeah. like uh game plan wise it fits uh regardless uh you know I, I i like the ideas behind all those trades i think that all of them you know have their merit and uh, at the end of the day i think really the the only move that's left now is the the nets to fire steve nash or have oh, him leave because oh, this is steve. getting like like where is Steve yeah. Nash in all this? No one's talking about this no, guy because he, he doesn't give he doesn't give two fucks. He's there to get a paycheck. He doesn't care. He's like, okay, <laughs> Kevin and Kyrie will uh, pick and roll, and let's get out of here. Uh, like oh, man. I, again, my, my one of my favorite, if not my favorite player of all time, Steve Nash. Yeah, and this motherfucker is probably my least favorite coach ever.
1: <laughs> oh, I feel I feel bad for the guy though, Matt. Come on, I
0: mean, I don't feel bad at this point. Uh, uh he's making money, man. He's making real money. Let true. me coach the Nets. Me and Jordan, uh, we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll bring a championship to and, and actually. No, Jordan, let Jordan be the GM of basketball operations and I'll coach him. It'll Sounds be, good. uh, we'll, we'll we're, not, we're not accommodating uh, the
1: trade request and Kyrie's stay. You, I no. Kyrie and Kevin, you guys are working it out. I don't give a shit. And Ben, I'm gonna,
0: we're gonna get the Pfizer tablets. I'm gonna put them in Kyrie's water and uh, he won't even know it. He'll get vaccinated. Uh, so he'll be like, oh, I feel really good. Oh man, uh, he'll grow a third arm or something. Oh, yeah, uh, to go along with this with his third eye. That's a hey, uh, nice, but man, everybody, that
1: was great. That was great.
0: That was legendary. good one. I know, I know. Uh, but everybody. Be sure to follow us at Big Dog Ball Talk, uh, Twitter, so that way we can update you guys whenever we're going to be uploading uh, next episode. You no, know, maybe we'll even do one tomorrow. Who fucking knows? That's yeah, do one every us. day. Uh, we're we're going to the starters. Uh,
1: I mean, uh, sorry, no dunks. Uh, throw a Throwback. Yep,
0: yep. We we've got to. Uh, we're gonna keep you guys up to date. You know, whenever any big moves or uh, trades go down, like whenever Kevin Durant or Kyrie gets moved, we're gonna have well, a podcast yeah, we'll have a pod. as quickly as we can uh like like immediately we're going to do our best to do that uh so that you guys can hear our takes right away because i know you had to wait a bit of a a day but it gave us time you know gather our thoughts so we could speak as calmly and as uh you know fluently as we did for this whole podcast um but uh you know be on the lookout for that we're also you know compiling a a little database of uh under the radar signings that we think could uh you know help push some teams over the top so maybe some guys you didn't even realize got moved because uh Everybody's talking about the big names, but we're going to, the big dogs can give you the little guys uh, that we think are going to do big things. So uh, be sure to tune back in. Uh, Whether it's Sunday or Monday, we're going to get something for you guys. And uh, it's Matt Eichert with Jordan Flegel. And for Big Dog Ball Talk, as my good friend Jordan always says. Uh,
1: Just looking on, uh, just to check Woj in case uh, uh, there was any breaking news, Matt, in terms of Kevin Durant. But uh, Darius Garland, uh, rookie maximum extension, Uh, by the way. Uh, Happened an hour ago, I just Uh, haven't seen it.
0: Uh, uh, up to like 250 million he can get within seven yeah
1: yeah so so there we go a little bit of breaking news at the end but uh uh treat others the way you want to be treated man that's that's what i'm gonna to say today and i have been saying that for a while the golden rule um so you need to sh- sh- their toes shape up what was that say it again
0: uh get them roses okay nice
1: all right sweet thanks Matt.
0: yeah yeah no problem man everybody uh be, be sure to give each other your flowers